You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us for The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also available streaming at mytalk1071.com. I am Miss Shannon, reminding you what we do here at The Mom Show. And uh, it might sound like a broken record, but I want everybody to remember, because every weekend we sit down with some rotating pan- uh, rotating panel of experts that can talk you through some stuff that you probably meant to learn about. <laughs> and you go, when am I going to have time? I'm going to do it after the kids go to sleep or, you know, on my lunch break, one of these days I'm going to look up. X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. We help you with all of that. And so, one of our favorite experts from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com, Cassandra Brazier is here. Hello, Cassandra. Hello. Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I think about you constantly because I have a tiny bullet point list of things that you told me that I should do to help with my <laughs> financial health. And I have done... 97 <laughs> percent i think good. i think 90 I, I might be rounding up i'm bad at math i'm an english major <laughs> <Sorry>. but but <laughs> i think i have followed most of your advice there's a couple of things that i haven't done and that's all on me it's not that they weren't great <laughs> ideas i just haven't gotten around to it so thank you very much yeah. for bringing in all of well, this knowledge good. you're a fantastic resource and well, remind everybody you. what you and your mom do over at clear step financial absolutely we're uh well If you've ever, uh, maybe you have a financial advisor, maybe you've thought about having a financial advisor, maybe you are a financial advisor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. we we work with people on all sorts of things that have to do with their money, their investments, um, helping people get out of debt, helping them plan for retirement, get to retirement, stay in retirement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How many of you want to retire and stay retired? Or maybe you are retired and you might be a little concerned about your money lasting. Those are all different things that we address and work with people on. So if you've ever left a job and you have an old 401k or if you've ever had a child and then you need to look at how do things change within your financial house when you have a child or when you move or when you get married, all those life-changing events. Those are all great times to sit down with someone and look at your situation again. And we remind people that getting a financial advisor is something that is very helpful for most of us. It's not Mm -hmm. one of those things that you only do if you're a Kardashian or somebody that's in Hollywood. Because you kind of go, well, that's too much for me. It's like, no, really. There are great ways for for you to do it. And one of the things we brought up on a previous show was somebody asked us how much you cost. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that we had gone that long without somebody asking Mm -hmm. that. And you basically said, you know, it really depends on what the scenario is, but a lot of the time there are other things that pay for the service. So it's still worth them sitting down and talking to you and not going Going, oh my gosh, I can't afford to get help. Right, right. That's one of those things where I've had just a couple people over the years say, I really want to do it myself, but I want you to help me a little bit. And you, and certainly we can work on an hourly fee for that. Right. Otherwise, a lot of times, anytime someone becomes a client and we are able to help them in certain ways, we get paid by the companies, by the investments that they have. Those are all ways that advisors receive compensation. Right. So, and so, again, we encourage you to go to clearstepfinancial.com or momstalkmoney.com, uh, mm-hmm. either the website or the Facebook page are great ways to get that 
initial interaction Mm -hmm. with Cassandra and her team over there. We also remind people that securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investment Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. But we Mm -hmm. do have a great resource for you today. And this may be general information, but we can get you started on the road to uh, financial health and recovery. Mm -hmm. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And you brought in part of your team, a good partner. And so who do we have with us today, Cassandra? Well, how are most people spending their extra time these days? Me personally, I just started working on my taxes. I know. I'm just collecting everything. Because yeah, <laughs> actually, a lot of people maybe aren't spending their extra time doing this. But they this, probably but, should. But maybe but, yeah. it's in the back of your head <laughs> right. that, that it's tax season. Yes. Some people may have already taken care of that and jumped in. And some people, again, they've either started working on it, gathering the forms. They're seeing right. all their, their tax stuff coming in the mail right now. Yes. And so it's that time of year. Right. And that's one of the things that we really work with the clients that we have to try and help them to make sure that they're getting things in order that way and that they're they're doing what they can to get the most benefits and filing their taxes properly right. so that they're not missing out on things that they could be receiving and benefits and deductions and so forth. And obviously the tax laws really changed this last year for people. We have so, seen a lot in the news. There's mm-hmm. a lot of buzz about, you know, I used to have this happen and then I didn't notice this change. Mm-hmm. They're really is a lot going on. You're right, Cassandra. Yep. And Mm -hmm. so uh, maybe you were doing your taxes on your own before and now you're just not sure about some of the changes or maybe you've looked into it and you feel comfortable but still have some questions or maybe you've been having someone do it for you right along. But wherever you are, I think it's good to just have a heads up on what to expect this year because it will be different than previous years. So with ClearStep, we have just a number of partners and experts that work with our group that are great resources. And so we have estate planning attorneys, we have tax planners, we have CPAs, we have mortgage people. We have you know we have people across the board in all these different areas. And one of our partners that work with us is Maznick and Bauer and Associates. They're a CPA firm locally here. And so I wanted to have one of them come on today with us. We have Brent from the group, and he's going to be representing them. And here he's our her resident CPA expert Hello. today to give us some tax advice and, uh-huh. and what's changed. So welcome, Brent. Yeah, Brent. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me today. Brent, what does a CPA do? A certified public accountant, right? Yeah, so it can be a variety of uh, industries inside the accounting practice. Um, I specialize in, in tax. Um, I'm the tax partner at our CPA firm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you, when you're growing up as a young child, what says, you know what, (laughs) I'm going to grow up and help people with their taxes. How do you end up in that industry, Brent? Uh, I was just really good at multiplication tables. So <laughs> figured I better better do something with numbers. I need somebody like you. I need that person. I need that's that person why, in my that's life. That's why he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> that's right. Well, I mean, are, do you see when people are working with you, like the first time I go to a CPA, like I was one of those people that I didn't even know what to ask. Like, I'm like, is it a tax planner? Is it a CPA? What do I need? So I had to go. I, had, I needed an intermediary. I needed someone like Cassandra to tell me what questions to mm-hmm. ask a person like you, Brent. Mm-hmm. As a starter interaction, when people first sit down with you, what are they really trying to accomplish? Most of the time, they they need their tax preparation done, um, either for the, the current year or maybe they have questions about how their, their prior year return was prepared, if okay. they did it on their own. 
um, if they did it with another CPA or enrolled agent and they're just not sure it was done correctly. Okay. They'll be looking for some help with that. Um, then we also help with, with businesses kind of on their startup side too. And, um, with their accounting questions on, on that end. So Brent, are there normal red flags that I, as a consumer should look at when I'm doing my taxes to go, if it doesn't feel right, other than I thought I'd make more, get more money back. How come I didn't get money? Yeah, I, I would say if there was a, a big change from one year to another, okay. um, you know, if you all of a sudden see a, a large refund or a large balance due, um, that might be a, a good situation to look at in, in more in depth and make sure everything was handled correctly. Okay. And who, like, between the both of you, I know that a lot of our my talkers are like me, those independent contractor in between people, tons and tons mm-hmm. of 1099. When's the right time to go and see my CPA? Is that usually a, I should go every quarter or just stack everything up? How do I know when is too long <laughs> from checking in? Right. I, I would think um, as, a, as a 1099 or any um, small business owner, you know, you, you'd want to check in at least a few times throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, make sure that you're on track then there's probably some tax planning that can be done towards the end of the year as well, whether it's, um, you know, maxing out a retirement plan or, um, you know, maybe purchasing a few items that you might have been holding off uh, for the next year. Mm-hmm. Because right. when you're 1099, you're able to, certain things could be classified under business expenses and so forth. And then there's the personal side. And that's things have changed on both sides, I know, right. uh, as far as this year goes. So that's why... Uh, I know it's good to be talking to those people and looking at how things have changed in your situation and so forth from year to year. And especially, like Brent said, towards the end of the year. Well, I know that we talked about, you know, this is in the back of our mind right now. But Cassandra, what's going on right now with your clients that you're like, this is the perfect time to have these conversations. And what Mm -hmm. do we want to accomplish today on The Mom Show? Right. So, uh, again, a lot has changed. So some of the conversations that I'm looking at with people from the financial side of it, too, is that things have changed with the different contribution limits for people, people who are maxing out their Roth IRAs, their 401ks. Those limits have increased. We can talk about that, too, a little bit here. Um, And then just looking at from last year to this year, too, I'm just helping to encourage people, helping them to get their all their forms in order to make sure that then when they're sitting down with their tax person, they're ready to get that all taken care of and get it all filled in properly with them. Because, again, it's changed even with my own situation. I don't do my own taxes. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't want to have to stay up on all the the nuances and the things. But I also want to make sure that I'm getting all the proper deductions as well as, you know, the any kind of refund that might be applicable. So it's it's I think it's important to make sure that that you're either you know what you're doing or you're working with someone that knows what they're doing. So let's talk about just real quick. um, What's one thing that's changed here, Brent? And then I know we're going to take a break and we'll come back into that. But sure. One of of the biggest things that changed from the prior year is the standard deduction almost doubled. Mm -hmm. So um, where a lot of people were itemizing last year, um, now they they're probably just taking the standard deduction because that did increase by such a big amount this year. Okay. So is that meaning like all those stacks of receipts that I've collected, or maybe I like took little photos of them. It's those type of things. So um, the itemized deductions would include medical expenses, um, your, your taxes paid throughout the year, property taxes, vehicle tabs, um, your charitable contributions, your mortgage interest, all of those add up to be your itemized deductions. So uh, where that number might have been, let's say fifteen thousand this year. Now you're getting a standard deduction of twenty four thousand. So those items couples, don't right? matter. Correct. Yep. Yep. Married what filing I, joint twenty four thousand. What do I get as a single person? Twelve. Sing, single 12. is twelve thousand. Yeah, okay. It's half yep. of that. 
But uh, the one thing I would say on that, though, Shannon, for like someone in your situation, some of those receipts are probably business expenses. Right. That's separate, though. Okay. All so right. there's the personal side and there's the business side, right, Brent? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to have to take a deeper dive down yeah. to this. So, Cassandra, thank you for being here. Brent, we're glad that you're here because I'm sure we have lots of questions. If you have a question, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial and Moms Talk Money on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show on My Talk 1071, also available at MyTalk1071.com. Just use the keyword Mom Show. Cassandra, so glad you're here because we get mm-hmm. to discuss some of these things while people are at the beginning of their tax journey. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions that you're like, okay, before I get all of the paperwork out and I get that little Manola folder out and start <laughs> looking at all these pieces of paper, you can call you, in today. Before you grab a glass of wine and sit <laughs> exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> That is you. It's like you just like just flash forward into my into my basement office. That's exactly what I did. So if you have any questions, we all need some help. When it's tax time, six five one six four one one zero seven one. That is the number for the mom show. If you have any questions, and that I made sure it was a wine spritzer though, because I didn't want to be trash. You still need to be coherent. Exactly. Exactly. You want the refund? I want it to be loose, but I wanted to also not eventually get audited. How is that? Can I ask that question? I feel like that's one of those things that we use the word audit or we hear audit and we get panic but what's the likelihood of me getting audited what are those things really like how often does that happen brent the the likelihood of you getting audited is probably very low okay um, maybe a okay. little more so on the um if, if you are a small business owner and um you know your expenses are are, are some large numbers um that you know that could bring it up um but but most of the time where people are receiving IRS notices or, or letters, it's more of a um, a correspondence where the IRS received like a 1099 and it wasn't reported on your okay. return. It's not a full-blown audit. Now, let's also remind people, because I think that this there are so many things that are going to overlap during this conversation, Cassandra and Brent, because there's mm-hmm. lots of things. Like you just said, what an example of the kind of correspondence that you will get from the IRS. And I know that we've talked on previous shows, Cassandra, about yeah. all of the tax scams yes, that are out there. And year. the kind of interaction that you can get. So, Brent, as you said, you would get an official letter mm-hmm. <laughs> from the IRS. They're not going to call you and have like a robocall or any of that stuff and say, come down to the courthouse right now, give us money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, okay. you will never see a phone call or an email from the IRS okay. unless you've already had a previous correspondence with them in regards to okay. that. So if anybody calls you and says, come down and give us a Visa gift card or you have to wire us this money, mm-hmm. you're getting scammed, hang up. You <laughs> Hang up and, that and don't was, worry about that, it. I just want to touch on that real quick before we get into the changes because they were talking about last year one of the biggest scams was that someone would have somehow filed your tax return, your actual, with your social security number, your name, gotten you a refund, right? right? And then you would say, well, I didn't even file yet. And they would say, oh, that was a mistake. Someone would reach out to you then and say, send us the money back. Right. And you'd think, okay, yeah, because I didn't didn't file yet. But that was the scam. That's how they got the money. Because the money got sent to you, then they would say, oh, we need it back. It was a mistake. Right. So that's not going to happen. I mean, you're not going to get sent a check before you (laughs) file. Just know that. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, they're not trying to not going to accidentally send you (laughs) $12,000. No. And so don't think that you have to wire anything. That's not how any of those things work. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you do actually owe taxes, there's a process, there's a way that it all gets printed out. So, you know, are those, those extra things, like when you as a CPA do my taxes, Brent. Um, 
what do I need to bring you? What I mean, what's the basics that I mm-hmm. made to make sure I didn't accidentally throw away right. over the last Is six anything months? different from yes. how you would have gotten ready to do your taxes last year when you're putting all the papers together? Sure. Yeah. Um, nothing's really changed um, in regards to, you know, what you need to assemble together. Um, you know, they, they talk about this as this, uh, you know, huge tax law change and, and impact, but there's really no change to what you need to gather. You're still gathering any documents that you received, um, you know, 1099s, W-2s, um, investment statements. All of that still needs to be gathered. You know, if your medical expenses are still a big number, still need to add up those receipts, um, you know, property And it has tax to be, statements. is it more than a certain percentage, right? Yeah, so medical, your... it, it, it was 10% uh, the last couple of years. Now it's back down to 7.5% of your of your adjusted gross income. Okay. Um, or they need to exceed that. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you did have a big year of medical expenses, that's something where maybe in the past you haven't collected those receipts, but you'd want to know to do that. Right. And we're seeing that a lot more with um, some of our elderly client with the, sure. the cost of long-term care, uh, where those expenses can really pile up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so in the past, too, we've, um, I guess, so, so here's the question. You're going to look at then when someone sits down, you're going to say it's better for you to take the standard deduction, or you're going to say it's better for you to itemize. Because that's probably going to be a question. People might not know which way to go with it. Right. Yep. And it, it's not really a... A election. It, it's just uh, you know what which number's bigger. Okay. If, if if the standard deduction is is the better result, that's what we'll go with. Mm-hmm. If, if itemizing is our better result, that's what we'll go with. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, being in Minnesota here, Minnesota did not conform to any of these new federal regulations. So, where you might be standard deduction on the federal side, you still might be itemizing on the Minnesota side, which okay. is another reason why <laughs> why you. Uh, <laughs> it's another layer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Min- okay. Minnesota was not very uh, friendly for for the the tax preparer. <laughs> now, could that be so. a benefit to the taxpayer? Could that mean more money? Um, it, it it certainly could. Yep. Um, you know, it 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 all just depends on the situation. Is there a standard deduction as far as Minnesota goes? Minnesota there, State? there is. So okay. so where where the federal standard deduction for like married filing joint is twenty four thousand. Minnesota is thirteen thousand for this year. Okay. Um, and is it half again if I'm like single? I just know me and a bunch of my divorcee friends. That's why I have questions. <laughs> so yeah. is it just half You're of that? Is what I get? The group. I'm representing all of the divorcees, <laughs> all of the head of household divorcees yep. out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's, that's my question music. <laughs> I like it. Thanks, Sonny. Producer Sonny. Well done. Yes. Uh, we, had, we had a caller uh, ask. She said that she has a family member who is retired and unemployed, and they believe that they do not have to file taxes, and the caller wants to know, is that true? Uh, that could certainly be true if their income is under the filing threshold, which uh, for a, a single person is, is uh, 12000 this year on the federal side. Um, so if if they don't have any income sources that exceed the the twelve thousand, um, they would be okay there. Now I, I should caution that if they had any sort of business self employed business income through the year, there there still would be a filing requirement. So what type of if you're retired, if you're getting Social Security and those types of things, do those count as income? So Social Security um, is taxed. It, it, it depends on your income level. If it's okay. your only source of income, it is not taxed at all. Okay. Um, if if it's just one of many sources of income, it can be taxed as high as 85%. 
Um, somewhere between 50 to 85% is what we typically see as a range where the Social Security is taxed. Okay. And Minnesota is not uh, retirement friendly for Social Security either. That is taxed on the Minnesota side as well. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you, Sonny. I appreciate everybody who calls in. Mm-hmm. So you can always have tra- Sonny translate. We'd love to hear your voice as well. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You can call us at 651 641 1071. So, and on that too, Brent, someone, let's say they're receiving Social Security, they're also pulling some money out of an IRA. That's all monies that are going to, like you said, if they're together, right? You're in your over 12000 on that. Right. Then you would have a, a tax filing situation mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. And it's 12000 for single, for joint, for? Uh, 12000 is the, the for single. And for joint? For joint, we'd be... Looking at that 24. The 24. Okay, so it's basically the standard deduction number. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So again, I feel like I, I, I was really hoping we were going to have this, this conversation that was going to be a linear conversation, but it's really difficult, right? To have it Mm -hmm. go, okay, how do we not have to eventually fork off and ask a different question? Is that Mm -hmm. what you find a lot when you're dealing with your clients, Brent? Absolutely. Okay. All right. it's, it's like remodeling a kitchen, you know, once uh, you start in one, one spot, you, you, you end up doing like, the whole and then this house. Big, and then that, that yeah. and then this. Okay, so what do you think, Cassandra? What's the easiest way for us to do? Should we just pick a scenario and like and go, okay, here's the single person with two kids, or here's the single person with a kid, and here's the family with a kid. I think that that's kind of averaging out. Are my talkers, what do you think? We could. I'll tell you what, though, from the people that have uh, become clients that have called from hearing the show, there's a lot of people that are... Uh, retired as well or close okay. to retirement so it, it's um it's kind of across the board okay where have what particular demographic brent has had has realized the biggest change thanks to these new tax uh scenarios um there, there's quite a bit of change with with just the the middle class family with a few kids okay. um, there's quite a quite a bit of change there and then um our our small business owners have uh, a, a big change as well, whether that's a sole proprietorship partnership or um, like an S corporation, they there's some some nic- significant changes to the tax law for them. So why don't we do this? Why don't we go to break, Cassandra and Brent, mm-hmm. and then we come back? Let's start with maybe what's going on with that middle fam, that mm-hmm. family size, and see how we can kind of help them navigate and untangle some changes that might have happened. Let's Is that okay? That. That All right. Great. If you have a question, if that falls in line with what you need to know, call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazer from Clear Step Financial and Moms Talk Money on Mom on the Mom Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon in studio this morning as well is Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial. Good morning. And Brent is here from Mazbach Bauer and Associates. That's right. Yes. So thank you very much for joining us. So one of the things we remind people, the best way to kind of untangle your financial situation is to sit down with somebody like Cassandra over at Mom's Talk Money and Clear Step Financial because you can sit there and go, here are the questions that you need to ask and how mm-hmm. everything is woven. And if, you know, people are, I think we just, you get frustrated as mm-hmm. a consumer where you go, I've created this tangle. <laughs> right. How do I untangle? And I you're think we can excellent. get paralyzed. Yes. Because if you don't even know where to start, you just, you just sit there. Right. right. You right. just don't, you, you just, Put it in the background. And then it doesn't get better. It just tangles more right. and more. And, and it takes up that mental space. Right. And that mental energy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which Cassandra is constantly teasing me about. She's like, if you had just done these two extra things that I advise, you wouldn't. Yeah, like, I've literally been thinking on them for about a year. That was when you told me to do them. And so you are great at going, here's the first string to pull. 
mm-hmm. out of this tangle. Mm-hmm. And then you also can give them the right questions and connect them with the right resources. So, for mm-hmm. instance, when they should go talk to someone like Brent and mm-hmm. get a CPA to go, here's how you do this next part, mm-hmm. which makes it a really like bite sized chunks of things. That's per- that's perfect for so many people. It does. And and no one can really be an expert in every single area. So it, you want to have those people and those partnerships that can help be resources. So people that are CPAs and, and so forth. The tax time. You want to know someone that's right. a good tax person around this time of year. Exactly. And Brent, you had said that there have been some significant changes, but a lot of people weren't really impacted by those changes. But if you were a middle income family, you said that that might be it. Yeah. One of okay. the one of the big things is the child tax credit uh, used to be $1,000 per child that you've received as a credit. That's increased to $2,000 per child in, in 2018. Okay. Um, and then also, if you have no tax liability, you still can get a refundable portion of that child tax credit of $1,400 per child. So, Did that only change on a federal level and then Minnesota stayed the same? That's correct. Minnesota okay. didn't really have a, a child care or child credit okay. uh, per se. Gotcha. But, Good yep. question, Shannon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much. I do listen, Cassandra. I try. <laughs> I do try. And so that changed. And so for a family, it's you know that might actually be a little bonus for them, a bump. Right. You know, one of the, the tricky parts is that um, the the standard deduction went up so much, and that was kind of the highlight of this tax law change that really got the news. Okay. Now, what didn't come out in the news as much was that the personal exemptions are are getting wiped away in ah, 2018. So, okay. so for you know yourself, your spouse, and then for each of your children, you were getting a personal exemption amount that's now gone completely. So, oh, so that okay. can that can certainly have an, an adverse impact on um, a family with you know, a few kids, um, but, but that child tax credit was their way of kind of making up for that, getting an increase there. So let's say there's a family, maybe they've got the the husband, wife, couple kids, average middle-class family, maybe combined, they make a gross combined of maybe a hundred thousand, you know, and they've, they've got a house, a mortgage. How would their kind of average return look different this year? Would they likely get a little more a little less about the same. What would they expect? Probably likely a little more. Okay. Um, the the savings we've seen on on somewhere around a hundred thousand with with two kids, where where now they're probably a standard deduction, probably somewhere five hundred to a thousand dollars, assuming all else was equal from okay, okay, you know, the prior year. Now, Brent, what the thing that we're seeing in the news where people are getting surprised by not getting as much back as they thought was that because something changed in the year with the way they their deductions were being taken out of their check? Yeah, so there were some some uh, issues with the withholding tables uh, throughout the year. So, you know, your your checks through the year, if, if you were salaried, you may have been a little bigger. Oh, okay. Um, um, but as a result of that, you weren't having as much federal and or state withholding taken out. So Okay, so are um, there some people that might be surprised that maybe they might owe where they've been kind of flat or close to break even? Yeah, that, that certainly could be the okay. situation. Okay, <laughs> and that's usually what we're seeing right now. If you see one of those stories where people are popping up in the news is that their withholding tables changed and they didn't notice. And I understand that. I've been mm-hmm. in that scenario before. You know, we should look at our, 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 our pay stubs Every two weeks or whenever you get paid. But in real honesty, especially if you have a direct deposit, we don't. I mean, I knew I should. Like when I was that employee, I knew I should look at it, but I just didn't. The money just goes into your account. Mm -hmm. You pay bills. Maybe you notice you have extra, but, you know, you kind of just get in. 
the process of right. money comes in, mm-hmm. I pay things out, I buy things, and it probably wasn't enough money. We're also like, you know, I am rich. You know, every, right. you know, I mean, I, you know, I noticed a change where I hadn't, you know, when I and one of my previous employers because of a different kind of scenario kind of like that mm-hmm. and it took me three months to notice that i was getting technically overpaid mm-hmm. for something mm-hmm. because i just was like well okay i have money i had money before i pay for things but i didn't really change my lifestyle mm-hmm. so it didn't feel like i was like getting right. overpaid right. so is that what people are why they're kind of surprised i think so okay yeah. um another big industry of people that could potentially see a, a, a negative impact of the tax law is um Let's say you're a, a salesperson who's still W two'd, um, but you were traveling a lot and you were okay. um, taking those uh, unreimbursed employee expenses as yes. a deduction. Mm-hmm. That is no longer allowed um, oh. as itemized deductions this year. So, you know, we we certainly have some clients who have you know twenty five thousand business miles during the year. They're purchasing a lot of equipment for their um, for their employee job. They're seeing it. They could potentially see a big negative impact. Is so, there anything oh. someone like that can do, Brent? You know, we tried to caution some of our um, people who have that situation to see if they can get their perhaps their pay restructured a little bit, where they could actually be getting those expenses reimbursed directly from their employer. Okay, Got um, it. where it's tax free, the reimbursement's tax free, mm-hmm. um, since they're seeing no deduction for it anyways. It, you know, mm-hmm. at, at least they'd be recouping some of the, the money there. Gotcha. So. so hopefully that's not one of those, well, this just means you're a good employee and it, you know, <laughs> they don't have to continue yeah. to eat those costs. So, okay, so we talked about uh, for the married folks out there, but for all the divorced people out there, one of the things Represent we, brought, Shannon. we had brought up before, <laughs> yes, thank you very much, we had brought up over with one of our other mom show uh, partners from Sheridan Doulas, we know that they had changed some alimony laws. And so they also changed some alimony deduction tax information as well, Brent. Yeah, so for alimony, um, if if you already had entered into a divorce um, prior to 2018, um, it, they're operating under the old tax laws, which um, if, if you're the one paying the alimony, you are getting a deduction for it. Um, if you're receiving the alimony, it is income to you. Right. Um, now in 2019, if any divorce entered into starting January 1st, 2019 or later, um that is now gone. So the okay. alimony is um, not deductible nor taxable. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a lot. Where it's like, oh no, the IRS noticed that they were not getting their money yeah. and decided <laughs> to stop giving you credit for it, which can impact people a great deal right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh goodness. All right. So, all right. So, what's the other biggest thing that people are noticing that they're no longer being able to put on their taxes anymore? Uh, one thing was uh, moving expenses are, are no longer deductible. Um, mm-hmm. If you uh, switch jobs and, and moved, uh, you know, more than fifty miles away, um, you used to be able to deduct all those moving costs. And then if if uh, the employer was was paying you for those moving costs, they were um, tax free reimbursement. Now those are if they do reimburse you, that's taxable on your W two, and if mm. if you're paying them out of pocket, they're no longer deductible. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, so that all counts as just stop you. moving around. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, stay where you are. Oh wow, that has to be again. That could be like what five six grand for people, I guess. At least, so. I yeah. mean, think about if you're moving across the country. Yeah, that's a big right? number. And, and right. how many of us are thinking about moving right now? Yes. <laughs> oh, you are correct. Look Cassandra. outside. <laughs> Like, when can I get a job someplace warm? <laughs> I know. You are right. Okay. So, all right. So what else do we need to make sure that as far as 
the family is concerned, little things that they should remember, and then we can go, go to some small businessy questions as well. Yeah, um, you know, for the family, if if you are contributing to like a, a college savings plan, there there um, is a potential deduction or credit for that on the Minnesota side, mm-hmm. um, and uh, plus the the benefits of contributing to that plan is that that money can be taken out tax free. Mm-hmm. Um, they also changed those plans to that. You don't have to um, just use those for college um, college level expenses. They can be used uh, for K through twelve expenses and as he's well. He's referring to five twenty nine plans. That's okay. correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay, yep. I always like it when you translate into whatever the number is that we're like. Do I have that thing? Because it will ask me <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> all and that's, the things. It's good to know. You know, a lot of people say that. T- 27, the five, the five, 17, yes, exactly. the five. <laughs> You're like 529. Yeah, yes, <laughs> okay, so we, uh, we talked about families. We talked about the, uh, we talked about married people. We should we t- talk about retirees too. There we go. I think that's another good class. So how, how what, what will they see? What changes maybe will impact them this year? Um, yeah, so for, for the retirement folks, um, you know, not a whole lot of change on, on their end. Um, you know the the required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts are still there, and that's at seventy and a half. Seventy. So and a if half, you're not correct. seventy and a half yet, that doesn't impact you, and that's okay. only from your IRA money or money that was in a four hundred one k or an IRA or some kind of deferred tax. If you never paid taxes on it yet at seventy and a half, it's time. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's time right. to start. Yeah. That's okay. what the IRS yeah. the says. The IRS it's time. wants to start getting their money at, <laughs> ah, at that point. Fair so. enough. Yeah. <laughs> They've been patient enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoyed your aging. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but other than that, they're pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Yeah. And yeah, no huge changes for the for the retirement. Well, that part I appreciate because mm-hmm. by the time we retired, the last thing you want to know is, hey, right. like somebody upended my entire tax mm-hmm. plan right. and I mm-hmm. have to now think about that too. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's enough when you're dealing with it at this age. I certainly right. don't want to have to, you know, in a few years my mom have to deal with all those things. So, right. so what are the small business owners dealing with right now, Brent? Yeah, so the biggest thing for the small business owners and that includes, you know, the sole proprietorship, uh, the the partners and partnerships and and uh, shareholders in an S corporation. There is a a new deduction for for those, and um, I could go into it for hours. But to, 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 <laughs> but we'll keep it to thirty yeah, seconds right, for your benefit. Right. <laughs> yeah. To to sum it up, basically, whatever your net income is from your business, you get a twenty percent deduction for that um, on on your federal return. So um, it was kind of the IRS's way of. What they did was they lowered the C corporation rate that became a flat tax okay. of twenty one percent, where it used to be up to thirty five percent for okay. C corps. So, um, for our, for the small business owners, you know, it was well, we should all just become C corps, then we're <laughs> going to pay less less tax on uh, on it at, at that end. So, what they did was they said, well, okay, we'll give you a twenty percent deduction on whatever your income is. So that's a nice bonus for. Um, for any of those small business owners, they are seeing some some savings. On, and you saw, on their you net said income. that that was all of the sole proprietors as well. That is, yep, yep. Any, so the people like, does that include like, let's say you're uh, a ten ninety nine employee that is like sells insurance or something like that? Yeah. So but if, you kind of your own company, right? Yep. Okay. If you're ten ninety nine and and you're filing a Schedule C with your with your tax return, mm-hmm. um, you, you will 
most likely benefit from this 20% deduction. Okay. So. All right. Well, good news for some of us out there. Well, what, and before, was that the, you know, if you were that 1099 person, was that where you were putting on all these individual expenses and hoping that they added up to a certain amount? And now it's probably, you're not going to hit that threshold or how do you notice that? Um, so change? yeah, your expenses won't change there. You're still getting that benefit. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, you you know, where you are seeing the savings is if your net income was the same in 2017 and 2018, now you're getting this 20% deduction. So it'll on be an additional 20% is. with all your itemized things as a business owner. That's, oh, that's okay. Correct. Yep. Okay. Maybe well you done. can move. Maybe you <laughs> can move. <laughs> all right. I all think right. that we are doing a pretty good job of detangling and demystifying what's going on with the changes in the tax code and whether it applies to you and whether you'll see a difference. And so when we come back, why don't we have um just some, just wrap we'll up wrap with some, up. yeah, wrap up with some potential ways that you could still maybe reduce your taxes in 2018. Not Does that too sound late. Good? All right. So we're going to cover that. Thanks to Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. If you had a million dreams and then you got your tax statements and you're a little worried about them, Cassandra Brazier <laughs> and Brent from Mosbeck Bauer and Associates are here today to help you have dreams again. <laughs> Dream again. <laughs> Dream again. And uh, we do have some time before the end of the show. If you have a question, you can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And, and we were saying, like, you know, some people, they got their, like, end-of-the-year statements. You're like, womp, womp. Not what I wanted, right? It was. Yeah. It was one of the worst December we've seen in a very long time very long time but to keep it in perspective we are still considered to be in the longest bull market bull market meaning it's been a good market it's been really good positive returns that being said though i will say i was just we were listening to some different economic perspectives and i will never try and and predict the markets in any way shape or form right i don't think anyone really can um, and as soon as I think you, you think you can watch out, right? Right. So, but what I will say is it was really interesting that one of the economic indicators that, um, that they look at from an, from a forecasting standpoint or just to keep a pulse on the economy is how many people are Googling recession. Oh, Google is an okay. economic indicator. Interesting. Okay. Which I was not aware of that specific indicator. Mm-hmm. And do you know what's interesting is that this is the most they've seen people Googling the word recession since 2008. Ah. So it is interesting that that's the case. A lot of us are worried and looking into it and what are the other well, isn't ways that, that interesting? Yeah. I just think that's interesting. I wonder if it's one of those uh, cart, you know, which came first scenarios mm-hmm. where so like, like, are we going to help push ourselves into a recession because yeah. we're so paranoid that a recession is coming? I don't know. It'll be but, interesting. But you're right. A lot of people have gotten their year in statements and it was, it was a really rough fourth quarter. It was really rough. So I know a lot of people have been reaching out and calling and wanting to sit down and saying, am I in a good place? Because if you really if you're 15 years or less towards your retirement you, it is you're in a place where you want to make sure things are properly positioned you don't want to go into a, a significant downturn only to be able to you know need several years to catch back up again and right. then not have that much time for it to grow beyond that so it is a good time if anyone has questions go to clearstepfinancial.com you can set up a time with us but let's let's pivot back to the tax side for today because i know some people are probably starting to do their taxes especially mm-hmm. i think a, a lot of people like me where you're kind of like used to maybe getting at least a little bit money back or you know there's mm-hmm. no point in putting it off you right. know the only point of putting it off. So I like to just get it done before I lose all my paperwork. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, there are some things other than flat out lying, which we never encourage here on the mom show. We never encourage you to lie. Um, But Brent, what's some things that people can still do if they are going, well, 
what can I do to maximize either my uh, deductions or do anything to reduce my taxes for last year? Sure. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot that can be done, you know, after the end of <laughs> the end of the year. I mean, it's, it is over. But, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, the IRS does allow you to to still make some contributions to a, a retirement account. Um, so uh, if you're a individual and you are eligible, you could still contribute to a traditional IRA, assuming you didn't max that out. Um, that would give you a, a tax break on your individual side. Um, then there'd also be a, um, if you are eligible for a, a health savings account, you can still contribute to that. So both mm-hmm. of those things you can still contribute to in 2019, but code them as 2018 contributions. Mm-hmm. And so, that probably still is painful people out there. Cause they go, you mean I don't just get to spend that money on Maui? It's like, no, you either have to give it to the IRS or pay your, for your future. Right. You know, the one thing I'll that- say on that, cause Prince absolutely right. You could, that could be a way to get a deduction still. Right. But what I will say is there, it makes sense for some people to maybe do a Roth, so okay. which would not give you a deduction. You're going to have to pay the taxes now, but you still have time to put money in for a Roth for 2018. Okay, so, so what's the differentiation The difference then? is that in an in a IRA, you're going to get the deduction this year, but you're going to have to pay the taxes when you pull it out. Okay. That's all money that, like we talked about, by 70 and a half, you've got to be drawing money out of all your IRA money or any money that's tax deferred. Okay. In a Roth, you don't have to pull it out. And when you pull it out, there won't be the income tax side of it. So it can be nice to have money in that. Bu- I mean, how many of us think taxes are going to go up? Oh, raise gosh, your hand. Yes. Raise your hand, everyone. I'm going to tell you, raise your hand. So if taxes go up in the future, then you're going to be paying up, you know, on that money in the future. So right. it depends, though. It really is case by case, like I'm sure Brent would say, too. It's case by case. Sometimes it might make sense. Still do the IRA now. But okay. for some people, it might make sense to do the Roth. But, you are, you know, you're still you're not going to get the tax benefit now, but you will get the benefit later. Yeah, I don't think uh, Cassandra or I would discourage anyone from putting money into a retirement account for for (laughs) 2018 still. Right, right. Yeah, okay. And then I think uh, I saw a note that there are some changes for retirement contributions going into this year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are increasing. So we're going from 5,500 to 6,000 for... under age 50, and then there is a, a catch-up for uh, over that age of an extra $1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and that, for Roths and IRAs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you then, can bump that up a little bit. Right. Okay. So if you were do, if you were maxing it out at 5500 and you were under 50, you can do 6000 this year. Right, right. Okay. And then, and then 401ks um, as well, um, those went up from eighteen five to, to 19000 So mm-hmm. So a little bump there. So, okay. Yeah. So they are trying to help you squirrel that money away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you think that that's a trend that we're going to continue to see? Because it's been a few years since they bumped it up. Okay. So I'm glad they did. Okay. I think it was time. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know how often they will. But anytime they do, especially with the Roths, IRAs, you know, it's good to to be adding that and taking advantage of that. Okay. So, Brent, when is it? So I'm sure that your schedule is like quite full. So if people are like just strapped and they don't know what to do, what are the resources, the best resources for them out there? I know we want to eventually, maybe for next quarter, make sure that they call you, (laughs) get on that schedule. But if they're right now and they're struggling, what do you both suggest that people do right now? Um, you know, if, if it's a, a simple call, I'm, I'm certainly willing to, to help out with that. Um, you know, if it's something where I'm diving into tax research, it probably make more sense to do the return, but, um, 
but and and we're certainly willing to to take on clients. Uh, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, feel free to Would visit people our go website. To the website. Yep, uh, maznekbauer.com. That's M A Z A N E C, and then Bauer B A U E R. Like the hockey brand. Like the hockey. Yep. <laughs> and we'll make sure that we put that <laughs> yeah. on our mom show page as well yeah. during this particular show, and you can find the replay of that. And and so, is it one of those things that you can call? They can call you Brent and go, okay, here's my basic scenario, and you could tell them whether they need to like maybe like prepare to file an extension it's going to be complicated can you help them like just know where they stand yeah it would probably have a pretty good idea just from a simple phone conversation as as to at least you know what we're looking at and i, I probably won't be able to tell you if you're going to owe or you're going to get a refund but <laughs> right <laughs> but, <laughs> we don't expect you to be a genie right. you're a cpa not a genie right <laughs> and cassandra when people are contacting you what mm-hmm. should they be preparing for right now this time of year well, it's a great time to sit down, honestly, because people have just gotten all their year-end statements from 2018. So they likely will have, you know, pretty accessible, a lot of stuff, or they have access online to their statements. It's a really good time to review things um, just going into this year. And also, like I said, we've been in one of the longest bull markets. So we know the markets could shift. Likely at some point they will. We don't know when. Right. So it can be a really good time just to review things and look at where things are at. And are there other places that might be a, a place where there could have more preservation if we see some rocky times or some some big waves in the market. Right. Here. And I'm sure that this is a time like based upon the advice that you normally give. Mm-hmm. This is a good time for us to kind of sit down and go, OK, before you get that tax return and then get that tax refund. Let me give you some good advice on what you should do with it other than go buy cookies. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many yeah. things. Yeah. What should you do with that could be a whole show. But uh, in a real quick, in a, in a in a one minute, what should you do with your tax return? You should spend it. But there's okay. a caveat, right? Okay. You should spend it on. Do you have debt? Do yes. you have a sufficient emergency fund of three months to six months? Um, you know, do you have your life insurance in place, Shannon? <laughs> We're going to talk about that next week. Um, do you, you know, have you maxed out your, your 2018 Ross or IRAs, right? Right. So there are certain, I would go down the list and maybe it's a portion into each of those areas, but you know, look at getting rid of high interest debt, look at building up your emergency fund, look at making sure that you've got proper life insurance in place for your family. That is a gift of love. We are going to talk about next week. Tune in why you should love (laughs) having life insurance. We're going to talk. I know it is, Shannon. I know it is. We're thinking of you. I'm going to so enjoy next week. And, and Brent, tell everybody again what your website is yep. so we can find that. So it's www.mosnickbauer.com. And then you can call us at 651-454-7241 as well. Perfect. And Cassandra, do you have any events that are coming up yet? Or is it still not not that season yet over at Clearstep Financial? Mm-hmm. We usually wait till kind of the spring to get into some of that. I'm, I am going to be doing a Social Security Community Ed course coming up here in March. Oh, wonderful. And so okay. So people can sign up for that. Um, that I'll have that on the Moms Talk Money page. If you want to go through that, you can sign up that way. Um, otherwise, uh, one of our first events coming up is going to be in April, and that's um, kind of an overall economic markets retirement type of an event. So if you want to information on that, you can go to clearstepfinancial.com, go to our events page, and we have information there. You can sign up. There, it's a free seminar. doesn't cost anything. It's really just for education. And we encourage everybody to listen again next week when Cassandra and her mom come in, and they're going to educate us on why we should get life insurance. So thank you very why much. Why you should love it, Shannon. <laughs> why, why you should, you love, should it. love your I life insurance. It. <laughs> I do. I'm going to be ready for next week. All right. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Cassandra. Everyone, Thank make sure you. you check us out at mytalk1071.com. Keyword mom show.